All right, we got a good group this morning. Good morning, good morning. How's that? A lot of chatter today. I love it. High energy. Seven in the morning, but we're wide awake. Welcome to Iron Men Connect. So glad that you're here this morning. Do we have any first timers to Iron Men uh, this morning? Awesome. Welcome, guys. Hanging out with Jesse at the first timers table. We're so glad that you're here. Yeah, Joe? Okay. Thank you, Joe. Awesome. Welcome to Iron Men, guys. We're going we're gonna to jump right in this morning. What, what I wanted to do uh, before I pull Ken up, who's going to be introducing this morning's teaching fellow, uh, or this morning's teaching fellow really doesn't need an introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. I wanted to just take a moment and just lift up one of our uh, table captains, Troy uh, Schmidt, in prayer. He's got some health stuff going on this morning, and um, he didn't ask me to do this, but I just wanted to take a moment all together and just lift him up in in prayer. So will you guys join me as we lift up Troy? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. God, I I thank you for Troy. I thank you for his life. I thank you uh, just for what a blessing he's been to me in my life. And I just pray that right now you would bless him with your presence, that he would feel your nearness without a shadow of a doubt that you are with him in this moment. I pray just peace and strength and health over his body. In the name of Jesus, uh, we pray that he, he would be able to be back with us next Friday. And I know he's leading a, a conference for men tomorrow. And um, we just pray against just the attacks of the enemy over that, uh, over that men's conference that's taking place. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Ken, will you come on up here and introduce to us this morning's uh, teaching fellow? Good morning, man. It's good to be here. Uh, it's always good to be here, even the ones that are hiding around the corner. So good, good. Welcome, welcome. Welcome all you guys. Hey, uh, this, this is a blessed morning. I have the opportunity here to uh, introduce uh, my friend, my brother, my son, my Timothy. That sounds like a lot. Uh, in the Lord. Uh, the, the, my brother Ali and I have been buddies for about 12 years. I knew him just before he was uh, coming out of college. And the Lord put us together. We've, we've traveled together for, for, like I said, 12 years. And he's a blessed. Ali's done a lot, a lot of good things for a lot of people that nobody ever will find out about or know. He's a unique individual. Uh, God's hand is upon him. He's really uh, seeking and digging into the Lord. Uh, he makes his life count. Uh, it's important to share Christ everywhere Ali goes. Uh, he's a testimony for our, our Lord and Savior. He speaks the truth. He follows up with his word. He's a man of God. And um, I just really uh, hope you all all um, hear his words today. I pray you're inspired by his story. I didn't know I was introducing to him until I walked in here this morning. Thank you very much. I'd have a little more history on him. But this is our relationship. You know, you just never know who's going to pop in where, when, or what, and you better be ready. So uh, this is a man that's ready. Just want to uh, ask you all that uh, you would have a special blessing upon my brother Ali. Love him. Love you, bro. All right. Thanks, brother. Wow. I didn't know I was teaching this weekend, but someone, I had to fill in for someone, and life happens. Thank you for that, Ken. Wow. It's recorded so my wife can hear it. <laughs> it's our new type of culture we're doing here, if you can please stand as we read God's Word. I'm going to read from Hebrews 11, 8 through 10, ESV version, so David will be happy. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. 
heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Amen. So Abraham's story, it's actually very unique to me and very special to me. My name is Ali, as you guys know. My, my name was actually supposed to be Abraham. That is my grandfather's name. But him and, my, him and my dad had a little bit of a difference in opinion. You know, one says Ishmael got sacrificed, one said Isaac. You know, just little things like that. So, But the name Abraham itself has the same meaning as my name. My name means high exalted. Abram means the same thing. And that's why there was like, just name him Abraham. But my dad's like, no, it's going to be Ali. So I got the name Ali. My nephew name is Abraham and so we pass that down to him. I've always studied and seen a lot of parallels of Abraham's life in my life. And I think that's the case with most Bible characters, because they were common men, just like you and I. But Abraham was very unique in that if we speak of today's monotheistic religions, if we talk about Abrahamic religions, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, they all stem from him. The time I spend in the Middle East, I will talk to different people. They keep saying, you know, we're all children of Abraham. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, that is true. And we first come across this story right after the Tower of Babel gets destroyed, right? I mean, God had flooded the earth, Tower of Babel is destroyed, and then we get introduced to this character. Just all of a sudden, God said, oh, go out into a foreign land that I will show you. Just like that. Not, not a lot of context behind it. And, and I was spending time reading this. I'm like, okay, this is where God chose to fulfill his promise. We kind of missed it, but this is right here. We're going to do it. And it's, it is a story of faith, a well-known story of faith. But more than that, if we look closely, it's a story of absolute obedience. Patrick Morley called, the, that's this chapter, the principle of believing God anyway. And isn't that true? God used every part of Abraham's life to fulfill his destiny. Abraham showed not only his faith, but the obedience his faith produced and the righteousness that came from his obedience. His first major act as he's called out of the land of Ur, in, in traditional Islamic beliefs, the land of Ur was actually ruled by a moon god. And this moon god was actually the goddess of infertility. And I think that's, you know, just God showing, this is my power. This is what I'm going to do. And God tells him, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. He was about to go in a journey, trusting that God has something stored for him. Not knowing exactly where or how, just go. He didn't hesitate. He didn't argue. He didn't question. He didn't waver. He obeyed. He acted decisively. The journey must have been difficult. You know, he's traveling with his elderly father, going through rugged terrain. It's hot. And as I look at it, you know, Abraham took his father with him, right? God told him, leave your family, some of them, but bring your father. His father was an idol worshiper. His father was not exactly a man of God. But, and he's elderly. I can't imagine just, hey, this, this is a tough journey. And he brings him along. He's honoring him. And that kind of stood out to me because I missed that. Because at the end of the day, Abraham's father was the father of the patriarch, no matter what. And then we also see, and I pause and look at, they're going to say, you're going to be a father. You're going to, many nations are going to come out of you. But at that point, he knew his wife was barren. But what does he do? Instead of being bitter, anger, just like, how are you going to do this, God? He takes his nephew, Lot, and just raises him up. A fatherless child. He's like, this is what God gave me. So I'm going to bring him along. He doesn't complain. He makes the best of what he has. And I was like, wow, that's the type of character I want, God. And another one we tend to forget is Abraham was pretty much told to abandon his, his son, Ishmael. There's some debate who he did, you know, depending on your faith. But he pretty much told him he has to go. With Ishmael's, you know, his wife Sarah was obviously upset. And scripture states that Sarah tells him, get rid of the slave woman, get rid of her son. But God said to Abraham, do not be upset about the boy and your slave Hagar. Listen to what Sarah tells you because your family line will continue through Isaac. Wow. His wife is like, hey, she 
she has to go. But you told me, and no, he has to go. And he goes. That must have been difficult. And what does he do? Does he complain? Does he like, no, let's talk about this? Says the next morning, he sent her away with the boy into the desert. His obedience was prompt. And finally, we know the call to sacrifice Isaac. We know that Abraham was asked by God to take his son to be sacrificed. His only son, God said. Whew. Abraham... Again, does not hesitate. What does he do? He prepares the, the wood. He takes a three-day journey. And that three-day journey, he could have changed his mind. He could have said, no, you know what? Let's turn back. No, he, he's, he's going all the way. God, of course, provided a substitute. Abraham here displays that faith is the most compelling act of obedience. And I can reflect in so many areas of Abraham's life uh, and even compare to, except though having a child with a mate, I don't think my wife would agree with that much. But my journey, you can really trace it back to when I came here to this country from a foreign land, but I think more in the last 12 months. You see, just like Abraham, I, I had to step in and take care of my nephew. I had to take care of my mom, my sister, just be the provider, right? Because that's what God called me to do. I kept the promise, and about almost 12 months ago, I sent him off to Colorado. You know, they, they had their life, built them up. Hey, you're, you're able to be on your own now. And that hurt because I built a bond with them. I missed them. Um, I, I kept the promise to my wife, saying, hey, one day you won't have to work. You'll be home and we'll have kids and perfect. Everything is working along great. And God has blessed me. He really, truly has. I, I, I can say I can, I've been successful in business and finance and in, 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 my, in my industry. And it's all, it's all God. And, and this is not false humility. It's literally all God. But the last 12 months... It feels like if God just called me and said, go into this land. Just go into that land and I'm going to lead you. Just don't ask. I can literally say that I know how that feels because my inheritance is the land east of Canaan. That's the land that my dad passed on to me. So this biblical story is about the firstborn going into a foreign land, inheritance, fighting between siblings and kingdoms. And it's all very real to me. I understand it. It's part of my upbringing, my life, and in my past four or five years. It is how God shaped my character so that my faith would grow and that I would be obedient to his calling. So what's happened in the past 12 months? Along the way, my, my wife started just having some complications, some health issues, nothing major. I'm like, okay, let's go, like most people do, let's go see some doctors. Let's go talk to this person and that person, ER visits. Days went by, months went by, and now it's been over a year. Multiple times I've, I've heard her just going to sleep, crying, saying, God, why don't you heal me? And at the beginning, I would turn and, and just... But it's at a point that it's like, I, I don't want to do that anymore because it hurts me. And I just let her vent to God. The first three hours of each day, my wife, and she's probably doing it right now, she's spent times in God's word. She worships and she prays. She said, God will heal me. She's, she's, she was suffering from an upper respiratory issue that gave her a lot of breathing issues. So when we're like, hey, let's, let's have kids. Well, you know, it's probably not the best idea if you have breathing issues to have a child. Like, yep, yeah, doctors agrees. Let's see what this is. Great. We've been faithful. We obeyed God. We trusted in him. We, we didn't waver. I only ask, how are you going to be glorified through this? Why her and not me? I felt inadequate. I felt weak. You see, my wife was designed to be a mother, a wife. She was born for this. If you were to take Proverbs 31 and the characteristics of a godly woman, it's her. Except she's afraid of snow, but that's a whole other thing. But that's her. That is my bride. Her joy, caring for our home, making me amazing meals, decorating, you know, hey, I can't wait for you to get home after a long day. That's my wife. Deep down inside, her greatest desire is to be a mother. That is what she wants. 
so along the way, as the complications started and we see doctors and um, she's actually getting treated, um, the doctor tells her, this is just the past few weeks, there's a problem with your womb. Whoa, that was not expected. See, I always feared being a father. I'm petrified of it, right? Like, scared. And for the first time, I feared not being one. After the news, the shock, the frustration, okay, reality, because we're not victims. I'm like, no, we're, we're, we're not going to be these victims of, oh, woe is me, no. But God does have a plan for my, for my life, a perfect will for my life. So we sat down and I told her, nothing can get in the way of God's will. Nothing. Do you believe that? She's like, yeah, I do believe that. No, no. I looked at her. Do you believe that? Because I do. He has blessed me abundantly, and, and Ken said it, and it's true. His hand is on my life. I don't know why. I, I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, the most godliest man in the world. I struggle. But will I cease to have faith in God? Will I struggle to obey what God has called me to do? I contemplated in this past few weeks on Abraham and what he must have felt, what Sarah felt, because this creeps up. I know it keeps my wife up at night sometimes, but... It is now I'm choosing to have that faith, to be obedient. I'm choosing to do that. And it's hard because she's still struggling on her health. She's still struggling with what's going to happen to us. But I will trust and obey. And I am encouraged by the comfort and peace he's given me for the past week or so. And I know that my life story continues and is going to be written no matter what happens. It will continue and there is a plan. And no matter what the word says, I'm going to trust God anyway. That's just a fact. And I hope that it's the same for you. I hope in the whatever challenge, situation, whatever land God is calling into, you trust in him and you obey him. You guys, I know, will walk this journey with me. And, and I know I will be victorious in this. I don't know when. But I do pray for victory in your life. I pray for faith and obedience. Because, wow, we're all heirs to Abraham's covenant. All of us. And most importantly, we have Christ who makes all things possible. Thank you, man. Can we pray for you, bro? God, I thank you for this morning, and I thank you just for my dear friend, Ali, who is such a blessing to me in my life and such a blessing to the men of this community. But but to me personally, God, I'm, I'm really grateful for this, this man right here. Um, and I know his wife, Laura, personally. And God, what an incredible, powerful couple um, in your kingdom that blesses so many people. And God, just together as Iron Men, we just surround him and we, we just lift him up to you and and um, and we even say we pray over our own selves help us to trust you God help us to trust you even when it's difficult when it's hard even when it doesn't make sense we lift Laura up to you God we just pray a, a blessing uh, this morning over her life um, over their marriage um, over their life together it, even as Ali was saying she's probably spending time with you and your word right now God we pray that she would feel your presence God that that she she would feel the peace that surpasses all understanding. And we just pray just health and strength and blessing over her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, God. Over her womb, we pray blessings and miracles and your power and your love, God. We thank you for all the promises, as Ali said, that you have over him, over Laura, and over their life together, that it's it's really much bigger than them, God. It's, it's not only about them, God, but it's for us. It's for this world. It's for you. And God, we just pray that um, your kingdom would come and your will would be done in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, bro. Table captains, I sent out uh, the three questions last night um, that Ali gave to us, and we're going to spend the rest of the morning at our tables.